Hallelujah. Lift up your hands. Father, I want to thank you one more time. We'll give you thanks for whom you are. Even as we're going to dine with you, as, as we feed on your word, let us receive miracles. Let us receive healing. Let us receive power. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Now, I want to share with you uh, something I titled, What is written is more powerful than what is happening to you. Turn to somebody and say, What is written is more powerful than what is happening to you. Life is full of storms. Whether you travel by road, you can meet accident. That's why every vehicle needs to be insured. And when you travel by the sea or you go by ship or by boat, you may sometimes meet storms. Say storms. So storms are part of life. And God has spared us to overcome our storms. Amen. And whether you go by earth, the storms, you can also encounter storms. There's storms in the air. I've had a couple of times. I've had a couple of encounters with storms. I uttered a word until we landed. And I remember one man looked at my face and said, that was pretty scary. You may have storms in marriage. You may have a beautiful marriage, but all of a sudden, out of nowhere, storms will just break up. Amen. This week we've heard about hurricane. You know, hurricane is, is a category of storms. That one, when it comes, it, it it can rip everything from its way. When it can uproot trees, can carry a whole car, throw it somewhere. In Ghana, we, 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 we don't experience hurricane. Thank God. Amen. So life comes with storms. And, and, and you need to prepare yourself. And that's why you need the word of God. Jesus said that the wise man built his life on the word of God. But the foolish just laid it in the sun. The word is the rock. But the foolish just did something anyhow. 
But when the storms came, all of them experienced storm. Those, I mean, the, the, the wise person experienced storm. The foolish person also who built experienced storm. But the difference is that ministration came to me. We're talking. He's so much asking so many things about faith. So he got my number. Midnight to end, she called. The call kept on coming. I picked it, and it was this young lady crying. Much up. They said, My father had died in accident just a few minutes ago. Much up, do you think? I can complete my education. We started asking so many questions. Because her storm has come. To some of us, the storm could be the death of a beloved person. Apostle Divine called me. I was in a meeting with some people. He kept on calling, calling, calling. I picked it and I said, I'm in a meeting. And he just locked in. This is what has happened. My wife has died. It's a storm. But how do you handle storm? Some of the storms you, you, you don't have, you, you cannot stop it. But when it happened, a storm in your marriage, all of a sudden, it spirals out of control. And, and it seems like your whole life is being thrown out. It seems like everything that you have believed in and everything you have loved is powering out of control. What do you do? It could be held. You just checked in in the hospital and the man from the lab will come with the dreaded news. You've gotten this kind of disease and you ask yourself, What? How did it happen? Me? Why me? It's a storm. It's a storm. But the thing is that if you are a believer, you should go to the word of God. It is not what is happening to you. But it is what? Is written because what is written is written. What is happening is temporal. Turn to somebody and say, What is happening is temporal, but what is written is permanent. You can change your situation by what is happening. So, what is written 
if you can believe in what is written, you can defeat what is happening to you. Hallelujah. Now let's go to the Bible. Colossians chapter 1 verse 16. I'm reading from the New King James and it says, for all things were created by him. Say all things were created by him. The things in heavens and the things on earth, the visible and the invisible, whether thrones Or principalities, or powers, all things were created through Him and for Him. So, if if, if no matter what happens, if you can hooked on to your Creator, the source. Of that thing. And the Bible says. For all things were created. By him. Jesus is in control of everything. And that's why he said. All powers. All authorities in heaven. And on the earth. Had been given to me. So. In your crisis hour. You don't cry, me mommy. Me papa. Some will be crying for me papa Samai, the ghost of my father. Hallelujah. A friend of mine who's a minister was hit by midnight crisis. And I was called in went to the house amen it was the wife right up and when I went to the house the woman was hiding in a corner who was crying covered herself Papa Samai I said what now you've left the Holy Spirit the Holy Ghost you are calling the ghost of your father. You know, later we were talking about it. After she had recovered, we were just laughing. I used to, uh, I used to tease her. I said, hey, some people, they believe in their father's ghost than the Holy Spirit. And he said, Bishop, at that time, at that time, I didn't know where I was. Hallelujah. But no matter what happens, don't forget the word of God. Because God is the creator. No matter what the devil orchestrates against your life, there is a way out. You need to believe in the word of God. You need to believe what is written. What? 
you may experience something that emotionally can, can, can unsettle you. But the word of God will take hold of your spirit and say, the Lord is your helper. The Lord is your helper. Sometimes if you, if you are not careful, the devil will say, why don't you kill yourself? Why don't you hang yourself? Why don't you drink some uh, poison? Why don't you end it all? But there is a better medicine. Hallelujah. I said there is a better medicine. And that is the word of God. What you need is the word of God. The word of God comes to give you hope. The word of God comes to build your faith. When your faith is down, it gives you hope. When you live in a hopeless situation, if what you are going through looks hopeless, it tells the word. It tells the word of God. And as you believe in the word, the helper of helpless souls will abide with you. Helper of helpless souls abide with me. Ah, abide with me. Fast for the evening. Nest deep God with me Abba what? Come. The helper of what? Helpless souls. People who are helpless. When all comfort flees. When people that you think you can gain comfort from. Go to the word. Go to the word. Go to the word. Because when you go to the word, you will find something. The word will tell you. I will look up to the mountains. Then my herbs will come. You know, you have something to know. And it gives you hope. And it will lift your faith. So you don't have in a moment of your storm. Don't think all 
hope is gone. All help is gone. God will come from our bed. I said, God will come from my bed. I said, God will come from my bed. I said, God will come from my bed. He will strengthen you. He will keep you. No matter how difficult the situation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You may stand before a judge and the judge will pronounce a few words and, and those few words could change your destiny forever. I remember a young man I went to someone prison and we had some crusade there and we, we gave some gifts and I preached about getting help from my bed. And a young man was telling me that he, he came out from university, was employed by one of the a security agency, state security agencies, and you know, he was working hard and he wanted to fight corruption you know, because he saw some things that were not right and he was frustrated and his superior bosses connived and he was put into prison for 30 years. And he told me, he said, when the judge announced When the judge announced that he should be, he should go in for 30 years, he looked at the ceiling and looked at, the ceiling was so tall, he looked down, it was so deep. His young wife collapsed. His sisters, they were all collapsing. And when he was being taken away, he just wanted to have a few words with the wife. But the policeman was so rude. Push me, come on, move, come on, move, move, move. But after I preached the word of God, he said, it, I have done everything to appeal. And when I make a move, they make sure they frustrate. No lawyer wants to take my case. A brilliant scholar, but he was wasted in prison. But after I preached, he came to me and said, Bishop, I had given up, but nevertheless, at your word, I have hope. Hallelujah. 
And that day I preached. Let me go back to what I preached to you. Luke chapter 5. Amen. Say amen. Amen. Luke chapter 5. I just want to share the same message I preached to you. Verse 4. He said, Now when he had left speaking, he said unto Simon, Launch out into the deep and let down your net for a drought. And Simon answering said unto him, Master, we have toiled all the night and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. And when they had this done, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes and their net broke. This, this is exactly the way I preach. And this young man came to me and he said, Bishop, now I have hope because of the word of God. Because if the world say you can live, no matter what has been said, if doctors say you are going to die, and the word of God says you will live, you will live. Your circumstance may be that you have been uh, written off, consigned to history. Nothing good is coming up. But when the word of God says that arise and shine for the glory of the Lord is risen upon you you just have to get up and you will shine that's the difference of the word you could be denied they may say there is no way it is impossible it is difficult but you just have to hook on to what the word of God Hook on to the word. Hook on to the word of God. And you will have hope. And I receive a letter. Hallelujah. And I, that testimony I included in my, one of my books. I received a letter in December 2002. Hallelujah. And the young man had been set free. He walked to my office here after two years, threw his hands, jubilating in the air, and proclaimed exactly, Bishop. Jesus has freed me. I am now a free man. The word of God can make the difference. It's not what is happening. But it is what? What is written. 
What is happening in your body will suggest that you are not feeling well. But you need to believe in what? What is written. For the word will give you hope. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, Jesus was mocked on the cross. He was beaten. He was spat on. And because Jesus knew that what they they were doing to him was just temporary. You see, some treatment. People may ridicule you. People may look down upon you. They may say all things. But you have to take it as what? Temporal. The day of my glory is coming. Hallelujah. So just look at them. He said, Father, forgive them. For they don't know what they are doing. You need to have hope. You need to believe in the word of God. That no matter what the situation, God will come in for you. I say, God will come in for you. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. What is happening? When Paul, Paul was a very interesting character. When he converted after persecuting Christians for some time, there are people like that. In their ignorance, they will persecute the children of God. They will say things to ridicule the word of God. But the same Paul, when he met Jesus, something changed. And then he started preaching the thing that he had condemned. That is one significant thing about Christianity. That people can turn against the faith. But God can use them to propagate the same gospel. Now, some people plotted that they will kill Paul. Paul! We will kill him. And they vow. And listen to me. The Jews, when they vow that they will kill they will kill you. Turn with me to the book of Acts. Amen. Let's go to the book of Acts. In Acts chapter 20, this is a man, I just want to read some few this thing to you. Verse 20, verse 1. And after the uproar was ceased, 
Paul called unto him the disciples and embraced them and departed for to go into Macedonia. Now, listen, Paul met several kinds of storms because the devil was determined to kill him. The devil was determined to kill him. And after a while, some people pledged and they vowed to ambush Paul. They vowed to ambush Paul, to kill him. That whatever they would do to kill him, they will kill him. And there also Paul will say, because of time, let me just narrate it to you. Now, in Acts 21, I just want to give you synopsis. Act 21, verse 9. And the same man had four daughters, virgins, who did prophesy. And as we tarried there many days, there came down from Judea a certain prophet named Agabus. And when he was come unto us, he took Paul's garden and bound his own hands and feet and said, Thus says the Holy Ghost, so shall the Jews at Jerusalem bind the man that owned this garden and shall deliver him into the hands of the Gentiles. Now Paul was not there. This prophet came to the believers meeting and he saw the belt of Paul. He took it and bind. That's a prophetic, we call it drama. To use drama to drama, uh, you dramatize how something is going to happen. So he bound himself. He said, the man who owned this belt, he'll be arrested when you go to Jerusalem. Now look at this. Now, so when Paul came, the disciples said, don't go. Paul said, me, I'll go. Are you saying that Paul is despising prophecy. No. He was being moved by what? Conviction. He went to Jerusalem. And while he was there in the temple, some said, hey, this is the man. He'd been preaching against Moses. He was arrested. And people, some say, let's kill him. Some say, and soldiers came in saved him, rescued him, took him to the castle. The castle was close to the temple because the Jews were notorious. They were known for trouble, making trouble all the time. So they had a garrison close, full of soldiers. Anytime there's a rout in the temple, then they come in. Now, then some people heard that they are bringing Paul before the governor. They are bringing Paul before the governor. And these people said they will kill Paul. And they vowed. About 50 men, the Bible says, they vowed that they will kill him. Now listen. Paul's nephew had the plot and told the governor. So they took armed soldiers and then brought Paul before the governor. They had laid ambush. The point I want to make is 
no matter what your enemies will do, they cannot kill you. What is written is written. They may try to poison you, but it will not stand. They may try to use sickness to take you away, but you will survive it. If you believe in the word of God, I say you will survive it. No matter what they will do, it is what is written that will stand. And listen to me. It's not just because of what is written. You say, I go to bed. You have to find what is written and hook up to it. I say, you need to find what? What is written and hook up to And let's go to Psalm 119. Psalm 119 deals a lot about the word. I say, don't go to bed and just say what is written. You need to find what is written. You need to find what the word is saying about your situation. You need to find what the word of God says. Hallelujah. Let's go to Psalm 119. And I'll conclude my message. Now Psalm 119 verse 1. What says? Blessed are the undefined in the way. Who walk? In the law of the Lord. You know the law here is the word. You are blessed. If you can discover the word. What the word says about your situation. If you are sick. Find a word. That speaks about healing. If you are going through financial challenge. Find what the word of God says. And hooked onto it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say the word of God. The word of God. The word of God. The word of God is amazing. It's loaded with power. It's loaded with blessings. It's loaded with everything you can think of. And as you hooked on to the way. Now, Psalm 56, verse 10. In God will I praise his word. In the Lord will I praise his word. You know, in the Hebrew um, uh, tradition, especially when it comes to the Psalm, when something is repeated, it means you are deepening it. You praise God for what? His word. Find the word of God. Hook on to the word and praise God. Hallelujah. Psalm 68 verse 11. The Lord gave the word. Great was the company of those that published it. 
God gave his word and great multitude will write about it. It's about the word because the word produces the testimonies that you are looking for. It takes the word to receive your healing. It takes your word to receive your promotion. It takes the word to take you out of trouble. Say the word of God. The word of God. The word of God. Psalm 103 verse 20 says, Bless is the Lord, he his angels, that excel in strength, that do his commandments, hearken unto the voice of his word. The angels, they hearken to what? Your emotions. The angels hearken to your cry. They hearken to what? The word. So when you begin to speak the word, God will send his angels there. It is the word will attract his angels to give you help. It's not about emotion. It's not about what I'm going through. Oh God, don't you care what I'm going through? Find the word of God that I will not die, but will live to declare the words of God. When people are intimidating you here and there, and they are swearing on you, you wait, you see, we'll show you where power lies. And you find the word of God that says, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The angels come around. Because the angels hearken to what? The voice of the word. It's not your emotions. It's not because you are the more vulnerable person. Then the angels will come or God will send help. But those who know the word, say those who know the word. Those who know the word. The word of God. And that's why we need to study the word. The Bible says, study to show yourself approved. A workman that needed not to be ashamed. Rightly dividing the word of truth. Say the word. The word. In Psalm 107 verse 11. Because they rebel against the words of God and contend the counsel of the Moses. When you rebel against the word, you are fighting the counseling of God. I've, I've heard some preachers saying, eh, you, you, you sit there and make the word the word. All that you need is a country. That's stupidity. Can you compare yourself to the word? God, the Bible says God has even exalted the word above his name. And you compare your country to the word of God. God has 
exalted his word above his name. Amen. amen. Everybody say amen. amen. Psalm 107 verse 20. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. It is the word that brings healing and deliverance. Knowing the word and hooking out to it and repeating it to yourself will bring healing. Psalm 119 verse 11. Thy word have I had in my heart that I may not sin against. It is the word. When you keep the word, you will not sin against God. When you find the word in your heart, it keeps you from falling. Will you say amen? Amen. Psalm 119.25 My soul cleaveth unto the dust. That means when you are down, when it said it is over, when your soul said, oh now it's, 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 uh, there's nothing that could be done. Quicken down me according to the word. When you know the word, your spirit will be quickened and you begin to receive strength and you begin to receive strength and then you, you, you begin to, I, I mean, get up. You gather yourself. No matter how deep you've fallen, if you know the word of God, you quicken yourself. You know that with God, all things are possible. You know that with God, uh, no matter what the situation, God can turn it around. Let me share this testimony and then I will close with you. One morning I received a telephone call. No, um, I was in the house and a husband and wife came to me. They said, my brother, the woman said, my brother is dying. My sister-in-law called me from the state. Now they are about to shut up the life support because it's been on it two weeks and nothing. And they are about to shut it up. And the doctors have had a meeting. They are going to put it off. But I said, I believe if you pray, God can do something. So my sister-in-law had convinced the doctors that they should give some few minutes. I was put online and I started praying. I prayed. I said, you just take the phone close to the ear. The man was not hearing anything. Just take it down. I started praying. And when I started praying, all of a sudden, the equipment started beeping. Beep, the heart, the one monitoring the heart, the lung, everything had collapsed. And the man started breathing. 
you know. And I could hear the doctors saying, this is amazing. This is amazing. The man is responding. I think the man was here, was it last year? He came to the church here. Mr. Balfour, he's the brother of the late Mrs. Ousu. That's what I'm talking about. He came here last year. The service, he was in the service here. P, 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 all of a sudden, everything turned around. Because of what? The word. The word. So, don't despise the word of God. Hooked, no matter what, hooked on to the word. They may say there's no hope for him. But my hope is, you know, the psalmist say, but my hope is in your word. You need to have faith in the word and hope in the word. There are two things. Hallelujah. No matter what you are going through, the word of God can sustain you. I say the word of God can sustain you. I say the word of God can sustain you. Let's read this last scripture. Psalm 119 verse 42. So shall I have wherewith to answer him that reproach me. For I trust in thy word. You know people will reproach you. They will mock. They will make all kinds of things about you. They will test you. And then and, and, or Facebook you or whatever. WhatsApp you with certain words to unsettle you. But with the word of God, I say you will triumph. I say you will triumph. When that young man, I was telling you who was facing 30 years imprisonment, came out of prison, he said he's going to, he's going to meet his bosses. He's going to face them. And then I said, when you go, don't fight. Because they have said, that boy will rot. He said the day he was jailed, they said, he will rot in prison there. And by the time he will come, somebody had married the wife. And then, you know, they said all kinds of things. And he said, those words even hurt him than the sentence. You see, the enemy will dwell on words to destroy your confidence. He will dwell on words to destroy your integrity. He will dwell on words to unsettle you spiritually, physically. But you need to reply with the word of God. So I told him, when you go, don't fight. When you go, just greet me and say, boss, how are you? I am back. Jesus has brought, just say, Jesus has brought me back. 
And he was telling me, he said, when he entered in, the boss saw him. He said, hey. You are back? He said, yes, I'm back. How? Oh. Huh? He said, one by one. He said, one of them said, hey, if you said bribe, I'll go to your idea. You pay a which? He said, no. I pay not even a dime. Jesus has given me my food. I'm here to encourage everyone. I'm here to encourage the family of Isaac. The Lord will take you through the storm. I know you love Isaac dearly. But no matter what, God will be your stay. And every one of you passing through storms. Hey, when you are passing through storms, sometimes you can talk. Oh. You remember the disciples. They told Jesus, Lord, don't you care that we are perishing? I remember we had a storm at Pram Pram when God spoke edibly to and we were about 150 people. There was storm. Everywhere. People were crying, screaming. In storms, you can say things. Sometimes in your marriage, so, hey, sometimes in your, hey, after this marriage, I don't want to see the face of any man. You are in the storm. Say you are in the storm. In the storm, have faith. Hey, it me. I don't want to work in any organization. That organization, no, no, I don't want to hear the name. You are in your storm. But when Jesus will come, the beauty is when Jesus comes. To your star. 